Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's Nun Report. I got a bunch of stuff for you, man. Uh, we got the, we'll do an update on the, the, civil trial up in New York. If you want to call it a trial, it's the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe they're actually spending taxpayer dollars up in New York to conduct this trial. But of course, it's about distraction like it always is with the extreme commie Democrats. And that is, you know, you have Hunter Biden going around breaking all kinds of laws and and selling his father's influence. They're making millions and millions of dollars from foreign entities that have been flooding into their accounts since back when Joe Biden was vice president. But no, no, we're going to talk about Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. and even Ivanka, they're bringing her in too. So we're going to, we're going to touch on that. We're going to talk about how, while, while Jewish students can't even be safe on college campuses across America, the Biden administration is focused on Islamophobia, a made-up term that means absolutely nothing, that they brought out just like every single thing they bring out. The left loves to make up words. They make up words all the time, or they redefine words to make them mean something completely different from what they originally meant. They seem to forget that words mean things, and you can't just make up nonsense terms. Islamophobia, what the fuck is that? Good grief, man. You know what? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that. We have yeah, Senegal. We got people coming in from Senegal. You know, I'm going to wait till the clips come up. And then I'm going to comment on that because I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. All right. We're going to look at the economy. The new economic numbers came out. They're not good. Employment numbers aren't good. Okay. Unemployment went up. Underemployment went up. And whatever they are telling you is complete and utter bullshit. The, the Biden regime comes out over and over and over. The economy is fine. The economy is fine. We don't understand. And the Fed is on the same team. We keep raising rates and the economy is strong. I don't know why. We don't know why inflation isn't coming down. Why? Because you're you're forcing people to pay their workers more money. They're raising prices. You've, you've uh, declared war on the energy sector. You're cramming a bunch of green bullshit down people's throat that, that you're using taxpayer subsidies to pay for. Auto manufacturers are losing money. They're shutting down EV production. You know the EV company that's doing well? The one that's not... Pro- reliant on government subsidies, and that's Tesla. They built it via the free market. They had a great marketing machine. They built a desire for their cars, and they're being successful doing it. But these other ones, they don't have to, they don't have to be successful. They don't have to depend on their own efforts because they have the government just giving them fucking money. Speaking of government giving away money, we're going to look at why should we be giving any money at all to anybody, not just Ukraine, but also Israel. Why are we giving $14 billion to Israel? You know what? So what if it's offset by tax, by uh, you know not funding the IRS from the Inflation Reduction Act bill? So what? It's still $14 billion we don't have. You know, we've got to cut back on spending. I'm, I'm going to keep harping on this. I know I've brought it up show after show, and I'm going to keep doing it because it's something that's important. We cannot continue to spend money we don't have. This country is bankrupt. It's time gather up our wagons, bring it all home, cut everybody off of the American teat and take care of our own. That includes closing the borders. That includes deporting all the freeloaders, all the radicals, all the terrorists, all the Muslims, if you will, that have flooded into this country. And if that makes me an Islamophobic, fine. Whatever. Whatever. All right. So we got we got the trial going on up in New York. You know, Judge Jug Engeron, man, what a joke this guy is. <laughs> he and Bernie Sanders have a lot in common, man. Their haircuts, right? But look like a bunch of crazy. I think this is the end result of being a liberal is the way they look. I did a meme with Bernie Sanders and uh, this judge side by side. But look at the schedule they set up. November 1st, we have Donald Trump Jr. November 2nd, we have Eric Trump. November 3rd, today, we have Ivanka Trump. She tried to get it delayed. She has nothing to do with any of this. And then on November 6th, we have Donald Trump. They're just parading him along. Meanwhile, the Bidens go about, the Biden crime family goes about doing whatever the hell they want to do worldwide. The people who are truly selling state secrets, the people who are truly a danger and a threat to the security of the United States, just go about doing whatever the hell they want. And we're going to keep the Trump family in the spotlight for a bunch of bullshit. They say his property, he overvalued his property to get his loan. So what? There's no victim here. 
Even if he did, which he did not, you, it's an accusation. These are allegations. Nothing is proven. But Letitia James will get up there in front of the microphone every single chance she can. I don't know what they're... She, she built a career off of Donald Trump. She got elected saying she was going to put Trump away. That's how she got her job. And now she's going around there in front of the camera stating things as fact that simply aren't. They've decided that he undervalued his property when he didn't. And they've got a judge in there that's just going to rubber stamp any sort of conviction. It's, it's, certainly it's going to get appealed. But that's not their goal, right? I don't, you know, their obsession with the Trump family is, is just incredible. It's, uh, these people are sick. These are not normal people. These are people who are evil. They're demons inside these people. Right, I believe in good and evil. I believe in heaven and hell. I believe that there is demonic activity amongst us right now. Well, there is at all times, but at the level that it is now, it's scary, man. And, and these, these people just allow themselves, they're weak people, weak vessels, allow themselves to be infested with evil and demonic activity. And these leftists are completely evil because they don't care. They're hungry for power. They're hungry for money. And they don't care how they get it. They sold their souls. And, and fuck everybody else, including the American people. Letitia James gets up every, in front of the microphone every time she can while they put a gag order on the person that they're railroading, their political opponent. Well, they put a gag order on him. She gets it in front of the microphone and gives updates on the trial. We just concluded day 22 of our trial against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and other defendants. Today, we heard testimony from Donald Trump's sons and co-defendants, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. As a trustee of the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, Donald Trump Jr. often made financial and business decisions on behalf of his father. He testified that he signed multiple documents confirming the accuracy of Donald Trump's statements of financial condition and the Trump Organization's compliance with loan terms. But those documents were not accurate, and he knew it. In fact, just a week after he was confronted with the truth. That's an allegation. She has to prove that the documents are not accurate, and so far they haven't done that. She just goes out there and says, oh, they're not accurate, and he lied. Piss off. Now, Don Trump Jr., they're trying to say, oh, he, he incriminated himself by saying he, he signed off on things and this and that. You know, so what, man? They're conducting a global multi-billion dollar enterprise, a business like everybody else does. And I would go as far to say cleaner and more ethically than most people do. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big piece of machinery. He's just a, he's just a cog in the wheel. But check this out. And the fact that we're talking about Don Jr., Jordan, and Eric, and not Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, That's exactly what the Biden administration and the Democrats want us mm -hmm. to be doing. And so look at them. Look at their life. I mean, Eric yesterday was asked about an email from 2013 outside the statute of limitations. One email to try and make him look like a liar because he got one question from somebody about one part of his dad's statement of financial condition because he said he wasn't part of preparing him and the assistant AG tried to say, oh, didn't call him a liar, but went pretty close to saying that. Instead of saying, you know what? I was, he's 26 at the time. He got an email, he responded, he moved on. Think about how many emails you get a day and respond to and imagine being questioned about them 13 years <laughs> later on this stand when they are trying to take away. Yeah, do you remember, uh your emails from 13 years ago? If someone said, do you remember this specific email that you replied to that you responded to? Um, no, man. Like you said, you get, you get thousands of emails a week in most cases. And that's just a regular person. Imagine somebody who's part of a family like the Trump family and, and the machine, the Trump organization. Imagine how many emails they get. I mean, it's just, this is, they're, they're railroading this family they, Trump broke these people. He broke these people. He's not part of the establishment. He doesn't play the game. He doesn't play by the rules. And they don't like it. Make no mistake, this is a coordinated effort. And I want you to take a look at this. I'm going to show this video, not, not for the content of the commentary, um, but look at the prosecutor 
Letitia James. And the smug look and the smile on her face, she's loving every minute of this. Look at it. Have Disgusting. Statements. But then there's some other things that the AG's office brought up, like a 2021 conversation that Eric didn't seem to remember. This was after he had been notified that the AG's office was investigating all of this. So what a disgusting, sick, evil, grotesque, despicable pig of a human being. Okay. Uh, I was going to say dog, but I love my dogs and I'm not going to, I'm not going to insult dogs by using that term with her because she's a pig. Okay. And uh, the fact that she, she gets up there, she's got the smug look on her face. She's just smiling. She's loving every minute of this. You know what? I hope you end up in freaking jail one day. I hope that one day, well, I know that one day you will pay. And you're going to pay the ultimate price with your soul rotting in hell where it belongs. How about that? You want to know how I really feel? <laughs> I'm never afraid to tell you people how I feel. That's kind of what I do. And... Uh, you know, sometimes it goes off good. Sometimes it doesn't so much. But you know what? As Popeye would say, I am who I am. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move on because I want to cover. Oh, I do want to get. Let's hear from Trump's attorney. Check this out. And then we we'll move now on. now over a month deep into the biggest waste of New York taxpayer dollars I've ever seen. President Trump's statement of financial condition was so undervalued. But Letitia James, as you've seen, will show up. When it's a press day, I said it yesterday on the news. She hasn't been here for days, but you know when she's going to come? When the main event's here, and that is Trump. She piggybacked on Trump to get into office. She didn't do it well enough to be a governor. She was a failed gubernatorial candidate. And now she's working on her politics again. She shows up, sits in the back when she should be doing real work because the city of New York has fallen apart. If you are a business in New York, pay attention. You put your value. If President Trump wanted to inflate his net worth on a statement of financial condition, his brand alone could double, triple it. It's basic. It's basic. This is a waste of time. We heard testimony from an expert this week. Ms. James wasn't here for that day because it wasn't good for her. He's been paid by New York taxpayer dollars $450,000 in the past few months to come here and testify. That's your money. That's not my money. It is a crime and now these children are being brought in away from their families for doing nothing wrong. It's a great company. It has always been a great company. It's worth a lot more than the statements say, and she just doesn't like it. And, now and not to mention, you know what? Trump built a lot of New York. They used to love Trump, man, until he came down that escalator announcing his run for president as a Republican. They used to love him and his money and his influence. And his name. So yeah, pay attention. If you've got a business in New York, man, I don't know why you would. Moving on to more broader issues. The House of Representatives, uh, they passed the Israel funding bill. As you know, it, it will give $14.3 billion to Israel, paid for by $14.3 billion in cuts to the IRS, which... The Democrats have made very clear that even if it passes the Senate, Biden will veto it. But my question is, why are we giving Israel any money at all? You know, they've got the strongest military over there. It looks like they're doing pretty damn good. I don't see a lot of missiles landing in Tel Aviv or anywhere else. You know, th these, these rockets that Hamas and Hezbollah have, they're not very accurate. They're, they're basically just throwing them out there and hoping that they hit something. Meanwhile, Israel is, is just decimating Gaza and the land invasion. They're just, they're just marching down, down the strip and continuing to you know, bombard ahead of them to clear the path. So why do they need $14 billion? We already give them billions of dollars every year in aid anyway. And we're going to give them $14 billion more. And what I want to point out is that, you know, great, yeah, so it's offset by cutting the, the same amount of money. It's being paid for by cutting the money from the Green New Deal. Oh, excuse me, the Inflation Reduction Act. It's still $14 billion. I don't think there should be any money for the IRS or Israel. 
Because as I said, when we opened up here today is we simply can't afford it. Our country is in dire straits financially. We can't afford the trajectory that we're on. I've showed you over the past week that interest alone in the accumulated trillions of dollars of debt, close to 33 trillion now, without any plan or foresight or thought on how are we going to rein this in someday? Or are we going to just keep going until the entire country goes Venezuela and people are taking wheelbarrows full of worthless paper to the store to buy a loaf of bread? Because that is, you don't think it can happen here? You don't think it can happen here? I got news for you. It definitely can and it will happen here. If we continue to dilute our currency, dilute our population, dilute our culture, it will absolutely, it's not a matter of if people, it's a matter of when. I can't emphasize that enough. And we just continue to spend more money. Hakeem Jeffries had this to say, of course. Our objective from the very beginning was to back President Biden, who made clear that he would veto the irresponsible bill put forward by House Republicans. We made it clear that that veto would be sustained, not just marginally, but decisively, if it ever made it back to the House. Irresponsible. It's irresponsible to like pay for things that you're giving money to. It's irresponsible to offset spending with, with cuts. It's irresponsible to actually live within a fucking budget, which by the way, every month we're talking about it because they keep passing these fucking ominous bills and these continuing resolutions. That's what's coming up next, coming up on the 17th, man. They're already starting to talk about it. Oh, the, the government's going to shut down again every god dang month. Are you, I mean, it's infuriating to me. It is absolutely infuriating that we have adults, professional adults, many of them attorneys, almost all of them college educated, who go back there and they forget. Even, even the new speaker, Speaker Johnson, he spoke with Democrat Senate on Wednesday. And he said that, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, Speaker Johnson, the guy who just got Speaker of the House, okay, that he needs to rethink his, his position on giving Ukraine money and reflect the views of the conference. It's not your job to reflect the views of the fucking conference. You're not there to reflect the views of the conference. You're there to reflect the views of the public. We are a representative republic. You're there to represent us, not your fucking conference, not the GOP, not the deep state, not the establishment, not the fucking rhinos, and not the Senate, and certainly not Joe fucking Biden. You're not there to fund Ukraine. You're not there to reflect whatever the hell your conference wants. You're there to reflect what the people want. And what the people want is for the U.S. government to stop sending our fucking tax dollars to countries that give one shit about us. We want our tax dollars to be invested at home in our energy, in our infrastructure, in securing the border so that we don't have a parade of people from all over the world just walking in. And they don't seem to get that. They don't seem to get that. You know who deserves our money? Here's a map of the only place my tax dollars should be going. Right there. We need to end all foreign aid. We need to bring all money home. We need to circle our wagons. Enough is enough. The piggy bank of America is closed. Our tits are dry. In fact, in fact, they're indented. <laughs> they're beyond dry. 
And they just keep spending money like drunken sailors, man. And we can't, here's what, here's what's going on in the economy. The numbers came out today. Check it out. I mean, we're, uh, we're going to go on this. Sam Bankman freed at least is going to jail. That's all I've got to say about that. Um, cause I'm not going there cause I want to spend time on the economy and then I'm going to talk about this farce of Islamophobia. Cause that one really, really irritates me too. And it should irritate you as well. Anyway, check it out. Private sector jobs, 99,000. So that's where the weakness is, guys, because 100, 158,000 was the private sector estimate, and we're coming in at 99,000. Okay. Manufacturing, losing more jobs than expected. We lost 35,000. The estimate was we we're going to lose 10,000. We lost 35,000. Uh, and then going down to average work week hours, 34.3, the estimate 34.4. So that's a tick. Yeah, imagine that. Everything came in lower. And now let's remember, all these months that they said were good, they really weren't because they adjust the numbers. They just were recently adjusting numbers for July. And it went down and not by a little bit. The employment numbers went way down. Because they lie. They cook the fucking books and they put it out there and say, oh, the economy is doing great. The economy is doing great. And then months down the road, they adjust it to what it actually was. And it quietly gets a little back page story in the New York Post or the Washington Post. And nobody sees it. Unless you're informed and you search out the news in non-traditional locations, such as podcasts such as Twitter, such as foreign news sources, which are honestly a hell of a lot more honest and a lot more accurate than any legacy media source here in the United States. I get more from, from the China Times and Al Jazeera than I do from, from what our own media right here in this country that's become nothing but a propaganda arm of the extreme commie Democrats. Here's some more economic numbers. Check it out. This is the October jobs, jobs, jobs report. And of course, we're expecting non-farm payrolls to be around 180,000, 150,000, 150,000. That was versus 336,000. There are revisions coming. The cumulative revision over revisions. two months, minus 101,000. Yeah. Uh, so that 336 turns into 297. Now, let's move along, shall we? The unemployment rate, and do keep in mind our last look on the unemployment rate was pretty important because we had 3.8. It moves up again to 3.9, 3.9. 3 3.9 would be the highest level going all the way back actually to January, to January when we were at 4%. And just for a comparison, we were at 3.7 one year ago if you look at October of 22 versus October of 20. So over the year, over the past year, the unemployment rate is higher, higher now than it was one year ago. And they will march out there and say, the unemployment, everyone's working. The unemployment numbers are great. Everybody's happy. We don't understand why people aren't happy with what's going on. Because they don't live in reality. They live in their own little bubble. And none of this matters to them. It doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect their lives. They Groceries could go up 100% and it wouldn't bother them at all. It would bankrupt most American households, but they would just keep going on, living on your tax dollar. One more report coming at you right here. And finally, the underemployment rate which is 7.2 it continues to move up maybe i saved the best for last labor force participation 62.7 it's going in the wrong direction our last look was 62.8 that was the best since february of 2020 underemployment so people are, are, are unemployed but they're working less hours too by the way like 32 to 34 hours a week on average the american worker is getting they're making less their money's not going as far. Groceries are more expensive. Fuel is more expensive. All energy, in fact, whether it's heating oil, natural gas, propane, or gas or diesel to put in your vehicle, it's all more expensive. Not by a little bit. By a lot. No, people, our economy is a wreck. 
It is an absolute wreck. These policies that the Biden regime and the extreme commie Democrats have brought in are disastrous, destructive, and unsustainable. We cannot continue. 2024, people, I tell you what, you put this empty suit, this Swiss cheese for brains old man back in for four more years, America is done. It's done. We've already brought in almost 8 million illegals just in three years. We've got another year of Biden to go, people. That's another 2 million people. He might, we might be able to hit 10 million. Think of that. Give him four more years, he'll bring in another 50 million. And again, America will cease to exist financially, culturally, economically. I already said that financially, economically, kind of the same thing, right? Synonyms. But don't worry. Don't worry. This is not Biden's fault. You know, everybody knows that none of this, none of what's going on in this country is because of the current administration or, 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 or President Biden. I mean, anybody with any common sense knows that anything negative does not stop. The buck does not stop there. Your, your, your ex-secretary, Jen Psaki, with Stacey Abrams. Check this out. We have to remember what we face if we want to continue to hold on the progress we've had. But we can't ignore the fact that people's lives are harder. And this is not because of the president. It is because of global issues and international challenges and market conditions and a whole host of things. Because she's such an expert on global conditions and economic things. She, she's hardly got a third grade education. She is absolutely worthless and dumb and stupid and everything else you can throw at her. Oh, and a pig. That's my, that's my term of the day for these people. Pigs. Pigs at the trough. Pigs at the trough. And we keep filling the trough with our tax dollars. That's the theme of today. But don't worry. Remember, none of this is Biden's fault. None of this is Biden's fault. It's because of global issues and that. So she's trying to play a Jedi mind trick, right? Something like this. Let me see your identification. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. He can go about his business. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. Move along. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they are gaslighting you big time. They, they, that's over time, saying the same thing over and over and over until you think you're, wow, maybe I am. Maybe I am mistaken. Maybe maybe the economy really is great. Maybe, maybe we do have an endless supply of money and we could spend as much. Maybe groceries aren't really all that bad. Maybe my life is just honky fucking dory. These are not the droids you're looking for. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's back when Star Wars was actually good. Then Pete Butt Guy had this to say. Man, this guy, every time he opens his mouth, well, every time he opens his mouth, something gets stuck in it. Did I say that? Check this. We drive uh, a Pacifica. I never thought I was going to be a minivan person. An EV? And then we had kids. It's a plug-in, so it's a hybrid. It's a plug-in. I bet you're used to plug-ins. <laughs> That's the weirdness for today, people. The Nun Report is about truth, freedom, and weirdness. By the way, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report so you can see all the video and cool stuff I put up. So you think immigration is good. You think that mass, oh, so, oh, excuse me, not immigration, migration. They call it immigration. They call it migration. Nobody calls it what it actually is, which is a invasion. At least they got the jeune, right? Migration, immigration, invasion. They kind of go together. This is what, one example of what you get. And this has been going around. This is on Halloween. Notice they're not speaking English. I, I, would, I would think that they're not from here. English is certainly not their primary language. But look at these pigs. Yeah, 
yeah, it's okay. Let's just bring in millions and millions of people that don't give a damn about this country. They have no no desire to integrate or assimilate into our society. They don't want to be Americans. They want to bring their shithole of a nation here and take what they can while they're at it. So there's an example of what you get with unfettered immigration. Again, these people, they don't want to be Americans. They want what American can give them. They will take from us what they can, but they have no desire to integrate and be American. That's a problem. Because if you get enough of that going on, again, as I said earlier, you have a country that doesn't exist. While we have Hamas terrorizing Jews over in Israel with an unprovoked attack. By the way, you know that they keep calling for a ceasefire. You know what? There was a fucking ceasefire prior to October 7th. Hamas broke the ceasefire. There was a ceasefire already in place. And Hamas decided to go across and kill a bunch of innocents, rape women, kill babies. These things happened. Okay? Civilian, losing civilian life is horrible. But it, well, now you have across people all over the country, you have pro-Hamas demonstrations and protests going on in every major city. College campuses across the country are celebrating Hamas. Jewish students across campuses, across the entire country, campuses across the entire country, they, they're being locked in their cafeterias or they can't go to their kosher cafeterias under threat of violence. Because it's not safe. While all this is going on, never fear. Don't worry. Because the Biden administration's got it under control. While Jews are under threat throughout the entire country. And anti-Semitism is at what is higher than I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't worry. The White House is establishing a national strategy to counter Islamophobia. You heard me right. While... Anti-Semitism is, a, is at what I would say is an all-time high in this country, certainly since World War II. This Biden regime and the extreme commie Democrats are developing another piece of bureaucratic bullshit with the first ever national strategy to counter Islamophobia, a made-up word that they made up. There's, there's no Islamophobia. You know, if you want to have Islam, you know what? If you want to be Islamic, if you want to be a Muslim and practice Islam, fine, have at it. As long as it doesn't include the annihilation of everybody on earth who doesn't think like you. As long as it doesn't include killing infidels if they don't bow to Allah. Do what you want. But the fact is, Islam teaches that it is the only religion and everybody must bow the knee to Allah or be literally removed from the face of the earth. Islamophobia. You know what? Yeah. I fear their fucking religion. I fear the way they practice it. I fear the fact that their goal is to kill every last infidel on the face of this earth. If that makes me Islamophobic, then I guess whatever. You see, and I've said it before. Oh, they're not all radical. There's radical, there's, you know, there's the regular Muslims, and then there's the radical Islamic type. Really? Where are all the Muslims that are speaking out against Hamas? Where are all the Muslims speaking out against the radical Islamic sect of their religion? Where are all the Muslim countries as far as providing aid to the Palestinians or allowing refugees to come into their country? Where are the Muslims saying that terrorism is wrong? Because I don't see them. I don't hear them because I believe that they approve of what's going on. 
Sure, they're not going to strap on a suicide vest and go blow themselves up for the cause. But in private, I think that many of them cheer and thank Allah when others do. So excuse me if I don't like our country being invaded by a bunch of people from Senegal, that I don't like our country being invaded from all these Muslim nations that are coming here to change American society, not integrate into American society. Kamala Harris had some profound things to say about this. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of... They have? Where? Please, show me these hate-fueled attacks that Muslims have endured in the United States of America. It's a lie. There are no hate-fueled attacks against Muslims in the United States of America. Oh, sure. After they killed 4,000 people in the, in the Trade Center attacks on 9-11, some people were pissed off. But please, spare me with your Muslims have experienced a disproportionate amount of hate and violence against them. <laughs> Bullshit. All right. I'm going to, let's continue listening to her vomit. The Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. We have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America. Do you think, do you think that terrorists come across Muslims, Islamics, storm into Israel, kill 1,400 innocent people? including women and children, raping them and beheading them in front of their families. With our strongest ally in the Middle East, Israel. You, you think maybe people are like saying, uh, what the hell, you Islamics, you Muslims? What the fuck? Because they're not speaking out against it. In fact, they're supporting it. All across the world, you have Muslims and Muslim nations and even nations that aren't Muslim but have, are becoming Muslim, such as in the UK or Italy or France, mass demonstrations, all these pro-Hamas demonstrations. And these people need to wake the fuck up. These people leading us, they are traitors to this country. This woman doesn't belong in J.C. Penney selling shoes, let alone the White House. Including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who was Muslim and the killing of her six-year-old son. A senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks Okay, I, I've had enough. I can't continue listening to her. Yeah, let's, let's pull out one example and politicize the fuck out of it and say that there's massive hate and violence more against Muslims and Islamics than anybody. The Islamophobia is out of control, man. You white American, Christian-loving, God-fearing people, you MAGA extremists. You Islamophobic little fucks. I've been called worse. I've been called a Nazi. I've been called a racist. I've been called a bigot. In fact, I've been called so many things so many times by the extreme commie Democrats that the words have come to mean nothing. See, they're going to make Islamophobic, Islamophobia, their made-up term, mean just about as much as the word racist does nowadays by overuse and politicization all to try to cement their control on power by dividing this country to the point where, and I've said this before, the, the, the reckless spending, the mass people just by the millions walking across our southwest border, my theory is, is intentional, is designed to sow chaos 
Because if you can create enough chaos, enough discord, enough, enough division amongst a population to where it gets so bad that we will willfully submit to a totalitarian control just to bring a semblance of normalcy, just to bring some security. Don't think it can happen here? If we don't change course, it's going to. And the people will will bow and bend a knee to make the chaos stop. And they'll go to the people who created the chaos to provide the solution. History is littered with examples of exactly that. Your favorite press secretary of mine, Carrie Jean-Pierre, had this to say, of course, about the Islamophobia that's rampant in the country, apparently. Um, as Jeff mentioned, there are very many angry Muslim Americans right now who, who feel like the president isn't listening to them in their appeals for a ceasefire. What is your message to this group of Americans and what efforts have you made at outreach to this group specifically? So a couple of things. Look, what I can say is this. The president uh, knows that Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number, uh, certainly of hate-fueled attacks, right, as we talk about what we're seeing here. Um, and so he also understands that many of our Muslim, Arab-American, and Palestinian-American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. <laughs> Islamic terrorists attack unprovoked and kill innocents, our only ally in the Middle East. Jewish students aren't safe on campuses across America. They're tearing down signs of missing Israeli children that are posted up everywhere. And the White House is worried about how Muslims feel. The White House is saying that Muslims are scared. How about those fucking Jewish people that were locked in a cafeteria and they couldn't go out in their hallway because the pro-Hamas protesters were blocking the fucking door? Was that a hate crime? Was that extremism? I don't know, Kirby. Why don't you tell us? People in this country making violent anti-Semitic threats. Are they domestic terrorists? I, I don't uh, know that we're classifying people as domestic terrorists for that. I mean, I, that's really a question better left to law enforcement. I'm, I'm not aware that there's been such a, uh, a characterization of that. Because you're unaware. You're a sellout. You sold your soul. Uh, uh, uh. I don't know. But man, those people who were on the Capitol grounds on January 6th, those are extremists. Me, behind this microphone, talking the way I talk, I'm an extremist. Many of you are as well, just because you don't think the way they do. Just because you happen to think that we're a representative republic that maybe, you know, the politicians are out of control, we need to be reined in. You're anti-government. Ooh, you don't you don't support the government? You're an extremist. But you call for the death of Jews. <laughs> kind of like you're the one that's kind of acting like a Nazi. And then you you don't come out and call that ex extremism or domestic terrorism? No, no. No, that doesn't go with their narrative. Kirby had this to say as well. Every time they want to address U.S. support to Israel, the White House pivots to Islamophobia. Uh, is that an accurate assessment? How would you respond? I'll let them speak to their opinion of our work. I can tell you that, that, that this strategy is born from a genuine desire 
to go after the kind of hate in America that could lead to real threats of violence against real people, our, our fellow citizens. Who- have you listened to some of your Congress people, some of your Democrats, some of your extreme commie Democrats and what they've said? Maxine Waters has repeatedly called for violence. One example, Hakeem Jeffries has called for violence. Another. But that's good violence. (laughs) Because (laughs) there's different types of violence, right? It all depends on what your goals are, if the ends justify the means. If you are in a morally superior position where you can justify what you're doing because it's for the greater common good, then that sort of extremism, that sort of violence is perfectly fine. We saw it all during the summer of 2020 when people were supposed to be locked in their homes, wearing their masks and taking vaccines. They were burning down cities instead. But those were mostly peaceful. That was mostly peaceful. Let's not forget that. And Biden gets completely humiliated here and he doesn't even know it. He just got totally, <laughs> he got totally punked by, uh, well, just check it Mr. out. Mr. President, we look forward to welcoming you soon to the Dominican Republic at the next, at the next summit of the Americas in 2020. That's the uh, president of the Dominican Republic uh, talking with Biden. And, and what's up with these world leaders having to read off of note cards? Can't they just have a freaking conversation? They're, all, they're always reading off of note cards. They don't even hide it anymore. They're just staring down at their note cards. I want Reagan back. Mm. Let's, but we, he's dead, so we can't have him. Let's get Trump instead. Here you go. Let's, let's continue on. Where we will continue to develop the bonds of prosperity, security, and democracy that bind us together. And that summit will be in Punta Cana, so you have time to be on the beach. He just totally punked our president on the world stage. So you have time to be on the beach. Because you know, they're looking at him, man. He's in Delaware every damn weekend. He's at his beach house all the time. I'm sure they're adjusting his meds and stuff where there's no official medical logs or entry logs on who comes and goes. But uh, yeah, he's on the beach a lot. And that was a jab at him. All right, let's take a quick view. Let's take a quick look uh, at some of our illustrious leaders. Uh, great. Just his, just his thought process and his ability to, to articulate in a way that, you know, we haven't seen someone who can speak as eloquently and as articulate as, well, Barack Obama. Check this. I think Prime Minister Joe and President and I think Prime Minister Trudeau and President Lasekele are also, uh, uh, and I also think President Chavez, uh, for, I want to thank them for committing to establish a new regional center of excellence in Costa Rica. What? He's reading out of a notebook and he can't even pronounce the freaking words. He's reading out of a binder. And he mumbles like an old man because his, he's got Swiss cheese for brains. We have this too. Working together to stabilize migrant populations, including making sure the communities that are welcoming migrants and refugees can afford, can afford to welcome them and afford to care for them. How about we afford to care for citizens of the United States? How about we afford to take care of our own house before we start paying and supporting people from all over the world by the millions? Again, their answer to everything is spend more money, create another bureaucracy, spend more money, more money, more money. Because if they get low on money, they just reach into your pocket deeper. support cities that are bringing in migrants and so that they can afford to take care of them. How about if someone wants to come into this country, they can take care of them fucking selves? How about that? 
How about, you know what? If you want to take care of, what do you, do you have family here? Do you have a sponsor here? Do you have a job lined up? What skills do you bring? Are you educated? Are you an engineer? Do you have family money? What, what are you bringing to this country? What skills? Or are you just going to be a drain on society? Not just financially, but culturally, because you refuse to assimilate. Hmm. And finally, we have this. This is a gem. The United States is also working with the Inter-American Development Bank to establish a fund for nature, to see more investment in nature-based climate solutions like debt for nature swaps and blue and green bonds. I supported a debt for nature swaps dating back to my time in the United States Senate, and this is a ripe area for considerable growth in my view. Investors are eager to support projects that, that are with demonstrated potential. And by providing early stage funding, the technical assistance, we will help more promising climate. As he reads through his binder, man, you know, look, believe it or not, I've been drunk a few times in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 50s. It happens, you know. I don't think I've ever been at a state where I slurred my words as much as Biden does on a daily basis when he's reading from a binder. And whoa, by the way, What's he talking about again? Spending more money. We need to spend money on green bonds and blue bonds and, and the climate fund and yeah. <laughs> you like that? That was kind of my, you know, Chandler, Chandler we lost, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember his name because I'm thinking about his character so much. You know who I'm talking about. You know the thing, man. <sighs> anyway, hey. Thanks for watching. If you, if you've just been uh, listening on one of the one of the podcast channels, uh, whether it's uh, you know Spotify or Amazon or Apple or whatever, because I'm I'm on there too. And if you if you that's a lot of people listen to podcasts in their car and that sort of thing. That's great. But if you want to check out the video, if you got the time to sit down and watch a video, I'd appreciate that too. Rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where it's all at. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a like. Please follow the channel because that helps the algorithms. That helps the conservative. You want to support the conservative cause? Support podcasts like mine by liking the videos, by sharing the videos, by giving a thumbs up, by subscribing free, by the way, to their channels. That will support. That's something you can do. And it doesn't cost you a thing. It's just a matter of a few clicks. Anyway, I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report except for TikToks. I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because on there, I'm not the, I'm just at Nun Report. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com and you can click into everything. One stop, one shop, easy peasy. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.